horror fam, best friends, and English knights, and welcome to the 29th episode of Murders with Mertens. I am your host, Joe, and this is a podcast about horror, body horror, sci-fi horror, the horror-adjacent thrillers, the psychologically terrifying, scary films in general. Each episode, I sit down with a guest and discuss one of their favorite scary films so we can gush about everything that makes it just so damn cool. Viewers! Thank you for the support. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe if you are so inclined. It all helps to get the word out and bring some much-needed love to this little podcast. Audio listeners, the show is also available on podcast services around the world like Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so don't forget to leave a rating when you stop by. Uh, Much love to all the people who followed along while we talked Scream for over a month. It was a ton of fun and uh, had a nice rhythm of recording and publishing going, and then I got COVID for the first time and basically killed the rest of the month of March. But we're back! Uh, Enough of all that housekeeping, though. We need to get talking about the spoops, and to that end, I have the privilege of welcoming back to Murders with Mertens for his fourth appearance, gifted Dim 63 himself, Mr. Demetrius Newell. Dim, how the hell are you? I'm doing okay, man. Thank you for having me back for the fourth time. Feels great to be back and talking horror again with you. Yeah, absolutely. I see the, uh, the Harris continuing to expand it, it is, is. Hey, and you, yeah you always you always wanted some of this beard i want some of that head of hair maybe we can work out a trade yeah no man um but yeah absolutely glad to have you back it's been too long um it's cool that we're making this happen uh i, I want to get into things as soon as possible here uh tonight's topic is 2023's infinity pool written and directed by brandon cronenberg oh is he ever his father's son this he absolutely is, is awesome i need to look up antiviral because i haven't seen that in forever completely forgot that that was one of his until somewhat recently um i just I want- actually never saw it but i know that um I've, i heard about it and um it's it's on my list of things i need to get back and and see yeah, I need to compare it to, you know, Possessor and uh, Infinity Pool now uh, just to see how he's evolved along the way. I feel like Infinity Pool felt pretty similar in tone and everything to uh, to Possessor but um, and yeah, just style. But that's cool. That's cool. You know, his, his dad, David, uh, definitely has a vibe as well. So and it works for him. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, I know this only released in January, so you know not a lot of time to have a mastery, hi- massive you know history with the film. But uh, why'd you choose this one, Dim? Uh, so when I saw it earlier this year, it was just I was just blown away. And um, when I went to the theater to see it, I actually didn't see any trailers or anything about it. I just knew that Brandon had directed it, so I came into it not even knowing what it was about. And man when you don't see any trailers or know anything about this movie and you go and see it it's quite the experience and we'll get into that as we we talk more but yeah i mean the trailer gives away quite a bit of what goes on in the film but i think it kind of convinces you that it's going to go a little bit different direction than what the film actually does and yeah like you said we'll talk about that a little bit more later on uh especially at a very specific point um but yeah yeah, let's let let let's get into this thing. Um, we begin with opening credits that constantly shift font and color, uh, ending on just one of the coolest title cards for Infinity Pool. I actually really like. I really enjoy that 
just those snapshots of colors and then when it shows the infinity pool design like it's it's so fitting because of how weird and disjointed the movie feels but then you relate it to actually seeing the tile and it's it's just as weird and disjointed so yeah yeah um more of that please more of that i i love how it feels a little like 60s 70s as well with a lot of the treatment there um, totally. yeah it's uh it's a fun vibe um and then we could just cut to black and we're introduced to james and m um what what's the line you can't feed yourself with white sand brain death yep <laughs> i actually wrote that down yeah. in my notes as well and i keep like every time i see this movie this is uh, i think what i say the third time so um i keep trying to pull something out of what they're talking about and i just i don't know if it's just random conversations and trying to trying to act like they were in the middle of maybe like they were sleeping smart enough or... to maybe um <laughs> put yeah meaning in some of it um i'm trying but yeah. I, I can't pull anything it's just a random sleepy conversation it seems like yeah and I, I feel like there's plenty of parts in this movie where yeah there is some deeper meaning to what's being said for sure but yeah that could just be like rando talking in your sleep type shit which is also lovely and creepy as well um but yeah uh talking in a sleep there we go uh james and m they debate getting up and uh making the breakfast buffet versus staying in bed but no she wants to take advantage of that omelet chef yep she's she's ready to go and rips those curtains open and uh they, yeah they get moving um <clears throat> So as they walk the ho to the hotel restaurant, we get some awesome establishing shots and uh, some I fun. I love these shots. Yeah, the twisting camera and everything. Um, yeah, it's cool. Uh, it's also made extra unsettling with, uh, you know, the eerie score. The, the This is a great synth soundtrack. Um, you know what it keeps making me think of? I don't know if you've been watching any of... Um, the uh star wars cartoons of the past uh few years but uh bad batch uh the clone wars spinoff and then some of those final clone wars episodes they did with ahsoka tano there's some nasty nasty synth scores in that stuff and this feels just like it love it in the theater um the uh, the amount of bass that comes from just this opening scene was intense it's like a thumping sound and i'll always forget it when i saw it so i need to watch this actually on a television with you know the bass cranked up on the sound bar and everything to get as close as i can to an experience of that because i have watched this once mostly on a phone but also on a computer while i felt like i was dying from covid and then also again on a computer while taking notes so yeah i i need to give that a whirl because uh, i feel like having covid and watching this movie was probably pretty interesting uh i was out of it for sure that fever really got me man um <laughs> it was not fun I, I basically spent a lot of my time sweating through my clothes onto a couch no big deal um yeah uh so, yeah i'm much better now uh this film uh was mostly shot in croatia uh and it definitely has that mediterranean slash tropical but not feel in this uh fictional country of latoka 
Um, yeah. Uh, palm trees are not native to Croatia, but they were uh, imported to give it sort of that southern um, Mediterranean feel that a lot of Mediterranean countries have. I don't know when they did that in Croatia, but it just looks perfect in this film because it, you just have no real understanding of where they are. It's um, it, it just adds to that unsettling vibe, I think. It's cool. It's funny, too, with, when I, I don't know if you've been overseas and been to places where it's kind of almost like a third world. But um, specifically when I went to Bali, it's very similar to being on like a resort type area. And then on the outside, it's a little less, um, you know, uh, present basically. Like it's, it's very much a different world when you leave a resort and specifically it's relatable to them in this because they're technically not supposed to leave, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I haven't done all that much traveling, um, unfortunately. Um, yeah, but I, I, I am aware of those types of situations for sure. You know, it's always talked about, you know, all the resort areas of Mexico. Yeah, you stay on the compound. It's... Um, yeah. Yeah. Um but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit because boy, does that feed into the story. Uh, we cut to a hotel employee addressing the breakfast crowd about the local festival, the uh, the summoning. Uh, and don't forget to buy your masks at the gift shop. Uh, those masks. Yeah, those are unsettling little masks for sure. I love them. Oh, they're super cool. I would love to have one on a oh, shelf absolutely. behind me. Um, I was thinking the same thing. Yup. Um, throw on, on, uh, Steven over here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I love the, like over the top, like this is super sanitary, uh, you know, version of local culture that they're presenting to the, the guests at the resort. Um, it just, it tells you everything you need to know about this story. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, we get the impossibly tall James sitting down with his wife, uh, and he just asks, where are we? And again, this motherfucker is tall. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård's like nearly two meters. He's like six foot four. Yeah, that dude's big. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, M responds, uh, kind of reminding him that this was his idea and she almost, you know, kind of mockingly asks him if he's feeling inspired yet. Um, mm. their, their relationships just a little bit on edge. You can tell from very early on. Um, yeah. she, um, she suggests that they go on a boat tour and maybe book a reservation at the Chinese place in town for dinner. Um, he's not super excited about that. He thinks the town's kind of all for show, just a tourist trap. And he's like, why would they have a Chinese place? Uh, mm-hmm. dude, why does any place have a Chinese place? Because it's, it's awesome, first of all, but yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, he also talks about wanting to explore the town and he's just very uninterested yeah. in basically anything outside of this resort, it seems. He doesn't seem to really care much about anything uh, until, yeah. you know, he kind of has a bit of an awakening later on. But uh, she excuses herself to head off to the beach. I mean, up till this point, what's your take on their dynamic? I mean, uh, you can tell that, you know, they're in some kind of rocky relationship. He's actually trying to do 
get inspiration for what he's working on with his book and then she's actually probably just trying to have a vacation with her man and it's kind of clashing with each other yeah they they almost seem like a couple that don't always get to spend such close proximity to each other and when they do you know they kind of realize maybe they don't actually care for each other as much as they once thought they did or mm -hmm. you know something along those vibes it's i mean it's very clear there's stuff that's off in this relationship and yeah i mean they definitely get tested oh god yeah um <laughs> So then he heads down to the beach a little bit later after he finishes his breakfast and uh, he finds a local doing donuts on an ATV to harass the tourists. And as everybody kind of reacts to what's going on, he, he holds his hands up to his face and lets out this little gasp as the mm -hmm. guy on the ATV oh, cool. runs over something. And it, it's so like weak and pathetic sounding, but that's yep. also kind of the point. Um, and uh, he sort of wonders aloud what's going on. And this is where we're introduced to Gabby, uh, who uh, tells him that the Latolkins, uh, you know, they're making a statement. Uh, and uh, when he asks, well, what kind of a statement? She's like, they, they would like to run a long knife through your throat. This is where she touches him right in the throat. Uh, yeah. She's very handsy. Um, and later, Very much. oh yes. And later they're going to hang his body at the airport to scare off the other tourists. He thinks that's a little extreme. And then she counters with the fact that, uh, or at least her opinion that the Latolkins are a melodramatic people, but, um, the way she says it, um, I have a question for you Yeah, regarding this scene specifically. And I didn't think about it until this viewing, but do you think that it's really a local Hmm. At first I did because you don't really think about it too much. But now after seeing it three times and knowing does have a mask up over his face. Through, yeah. Could be people like Albin mm -hmm. out there causing a ruckus. That and it's a good it wouldn't surprise point. me. That is a good point. Um yeah. Yeah, just because these people uh well, they kind of get up to no good. So yeah, yeah, you could be right. Um, yeah. the, my, my comment about the way that she says this thing about, uh, Tolkien's being, uh, uh, melodramatic. Um, she says the Tolkien's are, ah, melodramatic people instead of say Tolkien's are melodramatic people. Oh, the way she says that just very much is somebody it's like, I, am. Um, very much just going to completely other this other culture and it's just it's the way that like it hit me. It with experience like yeah he knows that they are a specific way and she's saying it because she knows exactly what happened oh sure sure it's just the way she phrases it that just mm -hmm. continues to drive home the idea that oh she's such a little shit and man yeah um but yes it's something i definitely picked up on this time around um and again, we know almost everything we need to know about Gabby just from this one scene and yeah, it, it gets definitely. worse, but yeah, we know. Um, <clears throat> so from there, um, she, you know, shyly comments that she loved his book, um, you know, thereby confessing that, you know, she knows exactly who he is. Uh, he's a yeah. little shocked because, you know, he admits that his book wasn't very successful and then they sort of 
awkwardly introduce themselves to each other. Um, it's kind of dopey. Uh, she calls her husband Alvin over and introduces him. Um, and um, yeah, uh, they invite him to go with them to the Chinese piece place in town. Oh, snap. We're yeah, going to yeah we're going to the Chinese place after all. Yangs. And is their waiter the same guy from the hotel uh, breakfast? Oh, <laughs> I can swear that he is. He oh, just man, happens to have the wig and the hat on. Right. <laughs> it's it's his second job. Um, it, it wouldn't shock me if he is. I need to look back at this thing a little bit more carefully, maybe check the credits, but... You could be right though, because if if because there are two people that are related that we find out later. Yep, yep. And so maybe this is, it's like a family owned or a bunch of people are kind of family and they run this business together. Could yeah. be. And it's just you know also reinforcing, hey, it's a poor country. You know, there's probably a yeah. lot of people that have more than one job. Um, yeah. And it, there's just something about the tone of voice. And just uh, the inflection as he's speaking that makes me think it's the same guy. But oh, totally. I, I don't know. I, I need to just rewind things and check that out. Um, and then I can absolutely picture the conversation with James and M before dinner. Oh, so you don't want to get Chinese on vacation when I suggest it, but it's okay when your new group groupies ask you out, right? Yeah. Right. They absolutely had that conversation before they went out for the evening. Um, so they make small talk about what they do for a living and, um, and when they, uh, get to Gabby, uh, she tells them that she's an actress in commercials who fails naturally. And each act of failure is a mental and physical puzzle. She don't forget. We have to, we have to know that Albin does architecture. Oh, that's also true. Cause that comes back into play in a big way later on. Sure does. Yep. Um, yeah, basically, though, Gabby is the living embodiment of those compilation videos of infomercials that you see online of the people failing at every task, and they mm -hmm. they need the product that's being sold because bunch up. Yep, exactly. Only that can save them. Yeah, yeah, James, you need a bun chop, don't you? He's like, I sure do. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. But uh, yeah. Um, then immediately Gabby just calls out James for not writing anything in the past six years. His number one fan is really wanting this next book for whatever reason. Yup. Yup. It's um, and in retrospect of how things, you know, go later on in the film. Um, yeah. It all makes sense. This is just where it starts. Um, yeah. It's so hard to talk about just, this the first part of this movie because it all kind of interconnects yeah yeah this um oh yeah i don't know why you're watching or listening to this if you haven't seen the film before oh yeah but james has yeah. clearly been targeted by these people and sure. uh yeah this is where they just start the little needling and picking apart grooming yes yes um so it's discovered then that james married rich and m's been supporting him while he tries to put something new together and it's also super clear that it's a major bone of contention in their relationship um yeah then we just cut to slow-mo shots of gabby and james dancing at a nightclub while alvin looks on and m clearly wants to leave uh but they have the most intimate like 
facial expressions during this dance. Oh yeah, they're eye fucking each other. Yeah. I freaking love this whole thing. It's like it's like the shot of the beginning when they're like walking to the Mm -hmm. it's the slow motion shot. There's there's these colorful lights happening. Pulsing music, like euphoric sensation from just this one with this this one scene. Yeah, I love Brandon Cronenberg. Uh, let's see. We cut to the next day, and uh, James and Em, they're walking across the hotel grounds to meet up with Gabby and Albin. Uh, they're going on a day trip outside the hotel grounds. Em's nervous about it as there's a high crime rate in the country, and they've mm-hmm. been cautioned not to go anywhere or leave. Uh, and James just reassures her, but uh, she counters that he's just happy because he's found his fan club. And yep. I like his little comment back to her about, hey, they had to be somewhere. Um, <laughs> they're just here. He loved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got to feel a little pretentious right now because, yeah, I mean, yeah. this is the one time he has a fan that he probably never experienced. Yep, exactly. Um, and they take off in this old Cadillac convertible. And, uh, you know, as they're... Oh. Oh. It has to be known. Oh yeah, that this dude's name is Mister Thresh, right? That loans them this car. Yep, they're renting it from him. Yes, um, it's because uh, that name will come back again and again. Um, and he's the owner, right, of the resort? Um, I don't know that he's the owner of the resort. I think he was the was guy even... that was helping them load up the vehicle actually oh okay um, I, I think he just happens to work there yeah it's a cool old caddy for sure um and yeah they just take off i can't believe they i mean they must have had to bribe the guards because uh the way things looked they almost didn't let them back in later on in the film Right, and just looking at the gate is barbed wire, like it's oh, yeah. very compound heavy. Like yeah. you can tell that they're not supposed to be doing this at all. Yep. Um very militaristic. Yes, yes. Um, and yeah, so they bug out and they're driving along the winding coastline and Beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. But as they drive along, uh, you get that unsettling synth score, and they pass native Latolkins behind more barbed wire, uh, looking like they're living in pretty rough conditions along the side of the road there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and then we find uh, a little cove to go sunbathe and drink and picnic. And, um, you know, they uh, cut to James and Gabby just kind of staring at each other. Again, with the eye fucking. Um, and uh, While he's cooking sausages. Yeah. Alvin's Alvin Alvin like grilling it up. Cooking up some sausages and they look good. Uh, and uh, there's a little bit of joking about fattening up James to cook him for the main course. And, uh, you know, they kind of bust his chops a little bit about his wife, M, uh, being able to eat his balls. And, uh, you know, she's like, who's to say I haven't done so already? And ha ha ha. It's almost uh, like a little, like a, like a nod to Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. Trying to fatten them up. Yep. Yep. And, oh, are they ever? Um, <laughs> so. This is just a beginning. Oh, yes. So it's uh, Albin asks him why she married James if he had no money. And she reveals basically that she did it to spite her father. Yep. 
Yep, because he's a monster. She hates the bastard, and he always warned her never to marry a writer, so she made sure to do uh, that with the very Just first that. one that spilled coffee on her, she says. spilled coffee, yep. Yeah. Spilled coffee right on her. Yeah. Dang it, Yeah. James. God damn it, James. Um, <laughs> so James gets up and goes off to pee, and Gabby oh just God. walks up behind him and gives him a handy out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> the longest handy with the like we didn't have to see no what comes out no but it wouldn't be a cronenberg movie of any sort if we didn't um yeah i mean we did we saw the p and the aftermath of this situation did and uh you know he seems totally shocked as she walked away as she walks away but he sure didn't protest while it was happening no he loved it no he was he was having a time um so yeah uh they decided to drive back to the hotel there in the dark and uh, <laughs> good thing it's dark because of the look on james face um he's james dri- is the driver yeah like, why why was he the driver well because alden uh already said that he was so drunk yeah and so james is like you know what i'm good to go um nope he didn't even look good to go. <laughs> he, he looked more unsettled uh, than anything. He he was like super guilty looking. It's again, oh, good thing it's dark. Good thing it's dark. Nervous. <laughs> yep. And honestly, though, as he's driving, uh, he was doing pretty good. It's just that the headlights start to fail on the vehicle. Um, which is, you know, not great. Uh, and of course, instead of just stopping when they go completely out, he looks down and fumbles around with the controls and um, they light There's up. There's no lights on, on this, on these cliffs. There's nope. no light on the highway. You could see that when they were coming in in the daytime, there's no lamps. And it's anywhere. very much a winding coastal highway. They could have gone through a barricade and off the side. Easy. Oh yeah. Easy. Um, But instead, no, he fumbles around looking down at the controls and then gets a little bit of light just in time to see this dude that he just mows down. Uh, That guy had no chance. (laughs) Nope. Nope. And crunches the windshield and everything else. That dude was toast. Um, Yeah. yeah. So everybody freaks out like you do. Um, And uh, James and M, they want to call the police. And Gabby pretty well takes charge here, telling them, nope. Nope, nope. They're just going to go back to the hotel and you guys are going to bed because you do not want to be dealing with the police in this country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she, what she says, like, uh, you, you'll get raped by the police and thrown in a ditch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, Jesus. Yeah. And, and they're, you know, definitely playing off of the fears that people have about going to these resort areas and, you mm-hmm. know, uh, these uh, different uh, high crime countries around the world. It's they're yep. definitely hamming that uh, viewpoint up quite a bit here. Um, yeah. So they do as she says. Um, they d- kind of ditch the car somewhere and walk back to the gate because, you know, they don't want anybody to see the blood smeared all over the front of that cream colored mm-hmm. caddy, probably. Um, 
but uh yeah they wave their uh their uh, key cards around and eventually the guards let them in and they didn't want to though nope nope they're like why 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 are you outside how did you get how did you get there (laughs) yeah they 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 clearly had to bribe some people to get outside earlier in the movie because there's just no way um i have to believe that the bribe probably didn't wasn't very expensive because of the the third world country aspect of the of the resort they probably only had to give them a couple dollars or you know the equivalent of a couple dollars in american usd i don't know man but uh wow the 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 night shift is definitely a little bit uh, more strict for sure Mm -hmm. um they're eventually let back in and as they're walking along the pathway there james vomits uh you know like you do after you kill somebody and And you've uh, been drinking all day yep yeah, and just sitting in the sun and everything else. Yeah, he's he's had a rough one for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get shots of the hotel grounds at dawn uh, with the sound of a helicopter in the background. And uh, James awakens to pounding at his hotel room door. Uh, oh, who did that? Yeah, exactly. You, with the sound and cadence of that pounding on the door, you know exactly who it is. Yeah. Um he finally fumbles his way out of bed and gets to the door and it's the five Oh, uh, yeah. and they immediately take him and M away. Uh, they're freaking out in the back of a police car and we get some more of those nasty, nasty synths as you see all sorts of, uh, I, I don't know if it's underdeveloped. Kind of, yeah. Is it supposed to be some type of a gas pipeline or something like that? industrial Uh, something or other and a lot of like you know brutalist architecture like you see in a lot of uh you know former soviet states and uh just yeah it's um this is latolka um yeah i mean it's definitely horrific outside of this um resort but i don't it's almost like it's it's not it's it's not intentionally horrific it's just the way it is there yeah yeah, it, there's little bits of beauty in the landscape and everything else, but uh, yeah, yeah, when you get down to how some of the folks are living there and uh, some of the nasty shit that's probably left behind from a former regime or something, it's uh, it's not great. Yeah, and James asks where they're going. That dude just says nothing. Nope. And <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah it's kind of everything that you would expect from this situation it's and it's terrifying yeah it's the way that she's clutching his hand and you know tearing up there in the back seat and and again just the way that he asks where they're going again it's the very very cowery but just very like scared and he's always seemed like this from the beginning yep and that's you know again um just uh again feeding into the whole point of who james is as a character at this point of the film um Mm. so yeah uh cut to the inside where um all of a sudden they're separated and he's taken upstairs and they just throw this hospital gown at him and i have to wonder this this building they don't specifically say that it's a police station it just looks like some random government building and yeah. i i keep looking for details to see if it is or isn't but 
I always like when I wrote these notes, I was like, it's just some government building. It doesn't necessarily look like that's where people yeah. go if they're it, it's going to the police. probably the main cloning facility and anybody who's, you know, in any way like an international guest, you know, who's probably gonna pay for you know the procedure that they do in this film, this is just where <laughs> they take them automatically. Yeah. Yep, it's um, you know, they do a nice little trade in uh, this doubling thing, which we're about to get into here because uh, finally, finally, somebody comes into the room uh, after James changes into the ground and into the gown rather, and uh, we're introduced to Thresh, nephew of oh, the gentleman that they rented mm -hmm. the car from the day before or day or two at this point. Uh, he enters the room to speak with him. He uh asks James to lie about renting uh, his uncle's car in order to keep the older gentleman out of trouble. Uh, it's not going to help James, but uh, you know, he'd appreciate it if he would do it. That's funny. Cause James, James was like, it was, so was that going to do anything for me or what? No. And he's like, no, it's just a courtesy. Yeah. I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> it's and, and of course James is weak a character as he is in the mm -hmm. early stages of this film. He acquiesces just instantly. He's like, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, just because he knows he's in trouble here, he's in some, you know, serious shit. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is where Thresh explains the federal uh, law where the, uh, the the victim's eldest son now has to uh, kill James in order to preserve his family's honor. But there's also the revised process of doubles act for international visitors and diplomats. Oh, Oh, <laughs> it James is like, like, what are you what? talking about? <laughs> there's the, there's the, what <laughs> as, you know, as tears and snots falling out of his face, he's like, what? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's him with the just sign this. Yeah. Yeah. It's the revised process of doubles act for international visitors and diplomats. Um, so for a large fee, the state will clone you so your clone can stand in for the execution. Turns out the clone will have all of your memories and it will be able to feel the necessary guilt at the time of execution. Okay. I wonder how much it, it, it would be, though. Yeah, that's the other thing. Um, they never specifically say. Yeah, we, we have no... Um, real understanding of what the exchange rate is here in Latonka. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just other than the idea that this is a developing nation. Uh, we know your American dollar is likely going to go further here. This, you know, it's, mm -hmm. like you said, it's like going to Bali. Bali is, uh, you can stretch your money pretty far there. Uh, yep. Other than the airfare. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, so he just, like you said, pushes documents in front of James sign here. Uh, you know, or or we could just go right to the execution. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, hey, would you rather uh, get killed or what? <laughs> yeah. So he hurriedly signs uh, the contract on this one and the detective leaves him and he's just like sobbing in disbelief. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And then the next scene, he's being taken to an ATM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the middle of their government building. Yep. It, it, it even says ATM. It, yeah, it's sure. Yep. Yep. And he withdraws the necessary money for the procedure. He just hands it over to the guard. Mm. Here's the cash. Um, and uh, then he's taken to be measured, poked and prodded, and then placed in this oddly tiled cubicle. 
Uh, or <laughs> okay. Um, he's, you know, kind of bathed in goo, in goo while electricity crackles yeah. and light strobe. And you see these, these haunting images of Gabby, um, naked. Yep. Yep. Very naked. Right up. Yep. All the way. Yep. <laughs> <And> <laughs> thank you, Mia Goth. Um, and this ain't the first time. No, no, it's really not. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, then he slowly wakes up to M uh, asking him if he's all right. You know, nothing like having fantasies about uh, this woman you just met and then being woken up by your wife. Um, yeah. Yep. Definitely odd. Good times. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, he's got a massive headache, but otherwise seems to be okay. And she, uh, you know, <laughs> lets him know that the double's ready to go. Uh, she's mm -hmm. kind of, she's kind of, <laughs> so they have to go downstairs and go look at it, uh, with Thresh overseeing. And, uh, you know, she's horrified by the scenario, but James is clearly fascinated. He's definitely like leaning in for a closer look even. And I think that's where, um, the double kind of gasps itself as wake and gives them a little jump scare. Um, yeah. I like that they used, um, um, like a like a red neon for this room that they're in, mm -hmm. kind of it kind of gives that emotion like it's it's like very eerie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very much. Uh, yeah, yeah. It also, just this is all so super dangerous and not a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> not ethical at all. <laughs> nope. Nope. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And now. After all that horror, they have to go witness the execution. Non-negotiable. Yep, exactly. Um, where they find his double tied to a stake in the middle of a large open room. And he's got this hospital gown with this big opening right for his abdomen. It's, yeah. it's here's your target. Because, of course, um, the eldest son of this dude is a 13-year-old kid. And he's just given a lawn knife and allowed to walk up. And the double is just pleading for its life, calling out mm. to them. And yeah. then this kid proceeds to stab him about 25 times. Yeah. Yeah. At first, you're like, oh, just a couple times. That's no. Nope. Cool. And then he, he just keeps he's going. getting into it. Yep. He's, the blood uh, is just flowing like water. Damn. It's uh, and that kid's hand is just soaked in blood in the way that uh, someone else's hand is soaked in blood later on. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, M is horrified by what she's witnessing, and again, James is just intrigued. Well, James looks like he's he's in terror in the like at first, but then he does that like light smile at the very last second. Yeah, yeah it's um. It goes from horror to enjoyment. It's like, mm, yeah, this is interesting. And uh, then we cut to Thrush handing James an urn with the cremated <laughs> ashes of his double and sending them on their way back to the hotel with you. I love that. It's the cool. Souvenir. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Consider it a souvenir. He said, yeah. Oh my God. What'd you do on your vacation? Uh, I accidentally killed a guy, had myself doubled so the guy's son could kill my double, and I was given this uh, complimentary urn. Well, when you say it like that. I, mean, I know. It. it sounds a little weird, right? Yeah, I mean, it's very weird. 
Um, yeah. Uh, M wants to leave immediately, naturally, Quickly. like you do. But James says he can't find his passport. And yeah, where the hell is that? He, in the least believable way, I can't find my passport. And she's understandably upset, kind of yelling at him a bit. Um, and then uh, cut to them just laying in bed. And oh, ooh, this this is <laughs> tense. And uh, you know, yeah, you're you're right about their faces because I think we've all been there after a little fight, and um, when you're mm. not really wanting to talk with each other, um, yeah, uh, he tells her that she should go without him, and he'll follow behind as soon as he can. But she doesn't respond to that. No, nope. She responds with how disgusted she is that he could just sit there and watch it happen like a, like robot, a robot. She says, you know, what's mm -hmm. wrong with you? She says, um, which he ignores then and just says, he's going to go down to the front desk to see if they can help him with his passport situation. Yeah. Cause they, anywhere could really do that for you. You'd have to go to the embassy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Instead of talking to the concierge about uh, dealing with his passport situation, he extends his stay on his wife's credit card. Um, mm. Classy move, right? This dude is just killing me with these. Because <laughs> you know he probably used her ATM uh, account information when he, when he yeah, bought when he his, his cash out. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Gabby's looking on from the lobby and um, uh, after he gets his stay extended, he walks off and she flags him down because she's worried about him uh, skipping town. Mm. But uh, no, 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 he's uh, he's going to be around a while and uh, she convinces him to have a drink with her and talk. Um, At the middle. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, she explains how Albin and her first came to the country when his company was constructing a pool at a resort uh, a little up the road to the north. And um, well, there was a construction accident that caused the death of a couple of local workers, and um, they paid for their own doubles, and the rest is history. Um, yep. And uh, she can tell that the experience changed him in the same way that it changed them, and she wants him to come and meet a few other guests uh who've been through the experience as well and uh bunch yeah yeah um and this is where albin introduces introduces james to the crew um uh we get um i can't even remember their names but we got the lady from the handmaid's tale um who plays the one martha uh she's she's kind of horrible in this yeah she plays an awful person well um so uh there's also uh dr bob who's uh writing a paper on the latokan uh doubling tradition and he asks james a specific question uh does he worry that they got the right man um mm. and this is what i thought the film was going to be about like for yeah. the whole film from the trailer um yeah 
and they kind of lean into that a little bit more heavily, I think, in the trailer. Um, and it is to a little extent, but oh, it's it's much worse than that. Um, yeah, it goes it goes places. That's for sure. <laughs> so uh, eventually, James hits the bathroom to splash some water on his face, and he gets a call from M, which he ignores. Because mm. he's an asshole. Uh, Gabby, yeah, Gabby approaches him, uh, describing, um, you know, what he's going through as uh, a new skin working itself into place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that sounds gross. Uh, the the group tells James they're going to have a little fun and uh, steal from the owner of the other resort, the one that. Uh, uh alban uh was working on their infinity pool um and, and they let, let's let's talk about how they're just shooting up vases they're just sh- with a yeah. gun just bang bang in the in the in the living room with yeah. shooting vase but- hope you're not in the villa on the other side of that wall <laughs> yeah that's not good um but these people are clearly just at this point they know they're above it all. They, they, they've got an out. They can do whatever they want, right? They can, you know, like live as gods or whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they're going to go steal some shit from this resort owner that basically had Alvin and Gabby executed. Uh, yeah, but they're going to make a stop by that gift shop real quick. Oh, yes, they are. They are all super clearly drunk. Uh, they use a fire extinguisher to break into the shop, and they steal a bunch of those ceremonial masks so they can look just extra creepy as they're driving around in the dark. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like a, like a band of misfits. Oh, <laughs> something like that. Um, so <laughs> James, I don't know what he's trying to do to get through this door. He's just kind of pawing at it, but eventually this lady opens it up and they just bum rush her. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, uh, kind of race through the house and, uh, they find, uh, the hotel owner and his mistress or wife or whatever up in the bedroom, uh, getting in the little, just some random lady. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they just chase them out into the living room and, uh, tie them up yeah, and doesn't put on clothes like, nope, just mid middle of uh, having intercourse and. He, they just he throws on a jacket and he doesn't, Oh, he does put the jacket. Like nope. His bottoms are not there. He's, He's Donald ducking it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and so they kind of tie them up in front of the fireplace and they're fucking with them. And, uh, Gabby's trying to convince, uh, James to shoot the guy, you know, asking him if he's ever fired a gun or whatnot. And she takes the gun from him and she says to Alvin that they're just playing a game of chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alvin finds more booze. Uh, he just he just keeps showing up with booze in this movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, he's got a cigar for James as well. And it's at this point where there's a fourth person in this house who kind of peeks out from around the shadows, and he rushes them, uh, firing at them. And Gabby starts shooting back, and it's fucking chaos. Alvin gets shot in the leg. Um, the mistress they hit that naked chick. Yeah. Yep. Yep. She gets shot right through the chest. Um, yeah. 
uh, it's chaos. And Mia Goth screaming while filing the gun is fan fucking tastic. Yeah, that's the trailer shot right there. Yeah. He's definitely unhinged in this movie. And I oh, love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't wait for Maxine. We got that at some point this year, right? I I I thought, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd like to know a little bit more because I haven't heard anything since the end of Pearl. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. Um, they help Alvin back to the hotel, and for some reason they take him to James and M's room, uh, just so that they can freak her the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> So weird. It's very weird, uh, especially because James is still wearing the stupid mask. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I guess he just, uh, maybe he's ashamed. I I don't know. I I think he's just at this point just so fucking out of it. He doesn't even know he's got it on. But um, cut to the crew in a cell, all in the hospital gowns. Um, you know, just kind of joking around about their situation. And, um, this is where, um, what's her butt from the handmaid's tale is like getting in a little extra, uh, shitty about everything, yeah. uh, especially to the guards. Um, and, uh, yeah, Thresh comes in to say that they've tested the limits of this country's, uh, patients and that maybe time to make a statement. Oh yeah. They just heard them all off and they're like all freaking out. It's like, Hey, we'll pay, we'll pay. It's we, we got a process, right? We got a good thing going here. Um, well, uh, they're herded out to the killing floor where they're, um, uh, yeah, they've got like these blocks to tie them to for their execution and uh they're tying them up and uh james breaks free and he grabs one of those big long knives and um they manage to subdue him and they just slit his throat and he falls out um and uh gabby's like calling out to him and everything and this is where the camera just pans up into the stands and it's revealed that these were all actually the doubles of the original crew as they applaud yeah. the spectacle and you get yeah. you know alvin with his well done james and <laughs> i don't know if that was james idea that they do that just get all the doubles together to think that they were the real ones or it's fucked. I feel like maybe Thresh knew that when he said it was a statement. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It was pretty fucked up, though. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, then the rest of the clones are just slaughtered, and James Rowe turns, re returns to the hotel room with another urn. Yep. Urn <laughs> number two. <laughs> and M's big. Oh, small. yeah. Yeah. Uh, M's all packed up and she's ready to go. And, uh, she reveals that she knows that, um, or that James paid for another week on her dime. Yeah. Um, she is not pleased. Uh, he tells uh -huh. her to, uh, run back to daddy. And, mm. uh, yeah. And as, uh, she walks out, he gives this weak little wait, but no, she's gone. <laughs> yeah, not, he, he was not in any hurry to to mm -hmm. go with her so. yeah it was very much an under his breath Wait, don't go. <laughs> <laughs> um 
So Gabby approaches him as he enjoys the sunset and the cigar. I love how he's smoking the cigar through the uh, the ceremonial mask there. Mm. Um, he, he tells uh, her that Em left, and Gabby thinks this is for the best because uh, you know now he can kind of reach his true potential because it's women like that that are gonna you know keep you subdued and in your place, and you're yeah, never gonna be later. yeah. Yeah, okay. she says uh, that she was she didn't feel like M was right for him any, anyway. So. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, I love there's um, as they're walking back to her room, they have these reverse shots of the rain. It's going oh, yeah. up onto all the little um, umbrellas. Hell yeah, That's cool. Um, and uh yeah time to do drugs and have hallucinatory sex uh just like uh in possessor <laughs> and yeah. it's say again yeah i say yeah that's that's pretty much how it goes they just end up doing this this drug that's just local localized to this area that you never see in your whole life but yep. it's some root that that's just <laughs> It's ceremonial because the Latolkins, they're very anti-drug. It's uh, heavy criminal penalties. I'm sure it's the same doubling death shit. But um, ultimately, she bought it off of a guard from the hotel. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and uh, apparently, no, it's not just them. It's a full-blown orgy. Um, and it's a, lo- it's a long scene. It is. Like... <laughs> And fun fact, I guess this movie was supposed to be NC-17. And yeah. shown at Sundance, they actually saw the NC-17 version, but it's never been released outside of that, from what I understand. Yeah, they so, had to cut it down a little bit for the R rating. I Yeah, yeah, I read about that. Yeah, too. no one will be playing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, full-blown orgy, complete with, like, faces becoming the Latolkin masks and uh, strange oh, yeah. secretions. Um, it's also, um, it, 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 you know, multiple, uh, uh, guys on guys, girls on girls, girls on guys. Like it was just, it, it went everywhere. Yep. 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 <laughs> it's, um, yep. They're, um, uh, yeah. Cut to breakfast the next day. Um, and, uh, James is super drunk and harassing the other guests, just spitting cherries at them. Um, I mean, he's gotta be still coming down from that drug too. I'm sure it's not a, um, slow come down. I'm sure he's probably, probably not, probably not, but yeah, he's being kind of a dick, but they keep egging him on and, you know, keeping him, uh, keeping him going here. And, uh, this is where Rain's they like a dog. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this is where they goad him into going after Thresh. Uh, the plans to kidnap him while he's having a medical procedure done, and then they're just going to work him over. Uh, Get his passport. That's what they tell him. Yeah, yeah, because they figure, you know, he's got to be the one who's got it or whatever. Um, so they have him stand a guard outside the facility while they go in and then they grab him and, uh, he's still super out of it and nearly gets run down by a police van. Yep. It just drives off though. Yep. That's, doesn't weird. come back. 
<laughs> yeah, they make a comment about how um, you know the the people that they paid off to find out where Thresh would be were the cops, and they probably weren't any big hurry to you know be there and see it all happen. Um, so yeah, they wheel out uh, Thresh on a gurney. He's got an IV and everything. They load him up into a van and they head back home. And, yep. uh, yeah, back at the hotel, James does more drugs and, uh, pours booze over the shrouded detective and he psychs himself up and starts hitting the man in the head and pisses on him. Yeah. And well, everybody else pisses yeah. on him. <laughs> A lot of peeing in this movie. You're right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I love pee, I guess. I, I guess, um, so yeah, uh, and this is where Gabby decides to remove the shroud to reveal it's actually just another double of James. Yep. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the real James, James starts freaking out. Yep, big time freak out, and he just kind of stumbles off, disgusted with the situation, and locks himself in his hotel room, and finds the crews standing below his windows serenading him. And Gabby annoying him from outside the door. Mm-hmm. She, she yeah, kind of weird song that they're singing outside is super eerie. Oh, it is. Yeah. And they got that blue uh, light on them and they're all in their yep. masks. Yeah. It's, it's spooky. Uh, and Gabby, uh, this is kind of, I think this is the point of the movie where she starts to vacillate between being like extra annoying and obnoxious and creepy as fuck. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes both at the same time, but, uh, yeah, she uh, offers to get the double and they can both have uh, their way with her. You know, has he ever done that before? Uh, would he be interested in that? Um, and this is where it's revealed that yes, he had hidden his passport the entire time, uh, under the sink. sink. Yep. Yep. And, uh, he grabs that and then just, cut to the next day he probably had a long night of them like being assholes from outside his room um honestly i'm surprised they didn't just break the door down to fuck with them yep but i don't think i think they're i mean it it seems like they're just teasing him anyway so it's not like they're any in any hurry to you know (laughs) make him feel any type of way yeah it's a slow play for sure um yeah they want him there for their whole vacation basically yeah 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 um because they're there till the rainy season um so cut to the next morning and you know he's got his uh club masters back on and his hat and he's like you know trying to get here yeah <laughs> he's ready to get on that shuttle bus to the airport um and yeah he's just riding along in the bus and next thing you know you hear some horns honking and they Basically run them off the road, shooting at the bus. Two cars. Yeah. And a lot of convertibles in this country. Yep. (laughs) All the rich people have convertibles. That's all. They're all old, you know, fairly well-maintained convertibles. Yes. Um, Yeah. yeah, they, yeah, ooh, yeah, they run them off the road and it's like, attention people of the bus. (laughs) <laughs> well what did she Exit. call him a whiny little sucky baby something like that you nailed it yeah <laughs> and yeah yeah send him out or we come in shooting 
Uh, yeah. yeah. Taunting. Well, she goes taunting him the whole time, and they're out there laughing, having a good time. Like this, yeah. is, like, this is normal for them. You got to believe that, you know, they vacation here all the time. So, yeah, this is just another pawn for them. Yep. And uh, this is where they force him to walk in front of their car while Gabby rides on the hood, drinking wine and eating fried chicken, berating him the whole way. I love the bucket sitting there. It's it's clear as day what it is. Yep. <laughs> it's so good. I love it, too. Uh, and then um, she, yeah, uh, she, she admits she never read his book. Uh, needling him until she finally uh, pulls out this review. Uh, this just absolute scathing review. <laughs> yep. And this is where, you know, she, she loses her bottle of wine and gets distracted. And he finally gets his moment where he snaps and attacks her, tries to wrestle the gun, the gun away. Um, she's laughing about the situation the whole time. <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck. She's also drunk as hell at this point, but, um, uh, in the struggle, he runs off into the woods and Gabby fires after him, hitting him in the leg. Um, and yeah, he just kind of carries on, uh, weeping and stumbling until he finds himself at a farmhouse and, uh, a family, I guess, takes him in and cares for his wound. And then he starts dreaming. <laughs> Um, dreams or something, aren't they? Oh yeah, uh, he dreams it's the family of the man that James ran over, and as uh, the eldest son uh, starts to you know strangle him, uh, he rips off the kid's face to reveal M, mocking him uh, as the dream gets more nuts and hallucinatory. Um, it's great. Oh yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the flashes throughout this, uh, similar to the orgy and similar to the whole cloning process as well. Um, yeah, it's cool. Um, <laughs> he, he, he wakes up then, calls out for the family. Uh, nobody responds. He, uh, he steps outside, continuing to call out, you know, hello. It's, you know, when you're trying to hide from some people. You don't want to call out. No, no. And that's yeah, when all the want to go ahead and go. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just sneak off through the dark. But that's where the headlights of the two cars flip on. And yep, the crew found him. Um and Gabby told me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious. Um they probably just they know that he's been there. Yeah, they probably just followed the blood trail. Um, and then, you know, somebody, you know, could clearly tell that he was at this house and they probably just, you know, called everybody else to bring the cars around. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, the uh, Gabby tells him that they're going to fix him. Uh, yeah. and this is where they bring out this beast like double of James. I think he's the one that they were beaten on, uh, in the hotel room. Yeah. They never finished been. him off. Um, right. and they give, the double little Tolkien drug. And then they hand James one of those long knives and basically tell him to kill the dog. Um, yeah. Sorry, Pike Pike. I see you walking around back there. It's uh, we're just, we're just talking about uh, Alexander's golf garden, not real dogs. Um, 
he drops the knife and, you know, Gabby's telling him to pick it up and do it. And he just throws it off to the side, telling the dog to fetch. But this is the moment where the, um, his double just attacks him instead. And they're rolling around on the ground fighting and, uh, the double bites him in the arm. And eventually James gets the upper hand and just beats this dude's face in. Yeah. Mutilates him. Yeah, and this is what I'm talking about, where when he finishes and gets back up, uh, his hand is just absolutely coated in blood, like the kid uh, who right. killed his double. Um, yeah, and then Gabby cradles him as he sobs and then gives him a little suckle. Um, it's so weird. It's... The breastfeeding moment, uh, it kind of goes back a little bit to the orgy. I, mm. oh man, because in the orgy, it's like a Play-Doh fun factory. It's, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what the what the artistic choice was. Are, you, are they trying to imply that like she is now the the surrogate mother for him in this situation? I don't know. Uh, maybe just that he had, you know, just completely broken at that point, and he well, needed I mean, something of a motherly love. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I mean um, that's that's the implication because people aren't just out there sucking nips like that. So. <laughs> well, it certainly was wasn't in a romantic or sexy way either. So <laughs> imagine having to film that a couple of times. <sighs> Yeah, there were probably multiple takes. Mia Goss, like, all right. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so it's the next day, and uh James is speaking to M over the phone, telling her how sorry he is as he packs his three urns in his suitcase. Um yep. and you know how he'll he'll be back at you know such and such time. He loves her and blah blah blah. Um <laughs> Cause we know that's bullshit. Um, and as the crew rides to the airport on the uh, shuttle bus, they're all making inane small talk as, uh, you know, James kind of just stares straight ahead in silence and they don't really talk to him either. They're just chatting about what they're going to do when they get back and remodeling projects and work bullshit. And... I love their conversations too, because it's like the most mundane stuff. Mm-hmm. Like when they get back, they just become normal people. Yep. Yep, yep. Just boring ass normal lives. And then James just just killed himself three times. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't never coming back. Um yeah. so uh and then at the airport, Gabby and Alvin say their goodbyes with James, and it's again the most mundane, basic ass goodbye. And um, he just kind of stands there as all this background noise of the crowd just swells around him and then snaps off. And here he is sitting in an empty airport because he never got on that plane. Uh, If you look at the ticket that he had, apparently this takes place in 2018. Oh, I didn't notice that. Um, And then just cut back to the hotel as the rain is now falling in earnest and uh, James sits in a lone beach chair, uh, getting soaked and staring out to sea. Yeah. And so I wonder, I wonder what, what, what he'd be thinking at that point. Like 
Why would he tell Emmett he was coming home, go all the way to the airport, and then just not go? I don't know. If he he doesn't have any money, like what is he gonna do? I have a feeling she would shut that shit down at some point. Um Mm -hmm. yeah, unless it's a joint account. I don't know, but uh I have to imagine if if he used her account um to do the ATM when he was getting killed the first time. Maybe they do have a joint account that he has the access to, but I don't, I'm sure she would freeze that if he doesn't yeah. come home. I don't know. It's, um, it's fucked. And he just kind of seems lost in his thoughts. Maybe he is thinking about, you know, did they kill the right one? Um, I don't know. And, and that's what we're meant to ponder, right? That, well, do you think that he is one of the doubles? No, I don't, but um, I, don't think so I, I think we're meant to ponder that a little bit. Um, yeah. But um, I, I think he's just kind of sitting there thinking about, you know, his life in general and, you know, the direction that things have gone and yeah, <laughs> how fucked the past week has been. <laughs> he has no idea what's happening anymore yeah you know, like i killed myself three times i just basically cheated on my ex with a huge orgy of random people <laughs> he's like, thinking about ways to get more of that root drug um yep he got shot yeah in the leg so did alvin <laughs> they have mm-hmm. matching wounds um yeah. maybe he's waiting for them to come back but then i'm guessing they don't come back for a year so yeah maybe he's got to get a job shit um and he's in a foreign country that's gonna be hard he just ends up being one of the like waiters or something at the resort well i think the resort basically shuts down at this point too so i don't know what he's really gonna do with himself Mm. interesting (laughs) yeah yeah i mm. I, I would think the, at some point he's got to do something unless his plan is to just find a hole, crawl into it and die. I don't know. I think that I really enjoyed this movie and critically it looked like it did very well, but I noticed a lot of the user scores were very low for this film. Huh. And I don't know why, cause I didn't read any of them, but if you go and look at all the user scores for this movie, they're yeah. not anywhere near what it got critically. That's weird. I, this seems like the type of movie where why would you go to see it if you didn't even have the barest inkling about what right. you were getting into? Yeah. Or at least know the director like I did. I was just like, yeah, I know his style. I, I knew Possessor before. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm in for some kind of ride. That's for sure. Yeah. Even if he didn't know it was specifically Brandon Cronenberg and you just heard Cronenberg, I mean, it's a name that's been around since the early seventies. Mm-hmm. It, it's got a certain cachet to it as far as um, what you're getting into. Right. Um, I mean, I, I did read that um, this movie fared like way better than crimes of the future did which yeah. is i didn't really like crimes of the future at all so i can understand that but yeah. like i mean they're both very similar in a way i have to see that still um okay yeah i mean i i understand a lot of people didn't really care for it too well but uh i would like to give it a whirl at least um, yeah i caught it on hbo when it came out okay 
Yeah, I'll have to yeah. look that up. Um, but yeah, that's weird about, you know, eh, maybe it's just being review bombed for some reason. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, as soon as it was available to buy, I bought it immediately. So. Oh, same. Yeah, just from the experience from Possessor. I love that film so much. Um, and I think it was only fourteen ninety nine, like when it, the day it dropped. So yeah, it was an easy purchase for me. Yeah, yeah, that was um, pretty well an insta buy as well. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think Brandon Cronenberg has a very very bright future. Um, he's. I think he's he's gonna have one of these cult followings because it's he's not very mainstream at all in his storytelling. Dad. <laughs> so he's gonna tell it the way he wants to tell it and i think that's super cool i could see him doing something for a24 one day but yeah i mean maybe yeah well i mean uh this and i think possessor as well were both uh neon releases mm -hmm. yeah. and uh yeah yeah they're they're eh, to a certain degree on a kind of similar wavelength as a 24 so I yeah. can see him continuing on with that. That'd be cool. Yeah, but, very similar to like Neon Demon, which was also on on Neon. Yeah. So, that movie's weird as shit too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, but uh that seems to be what we like. Um Yeah, I mean, I definitely I wouldn't say that I have like a specific horror type because I like a lot and yeah. various like dimensions of horror but like i definitely zone in when it comes to weird ass ones like this <laughs> yeah yeah i like uh you know the weirder artier ones for sure it's you know i'm sure we've talked about this before the the phrase elevated horror is uh super played out and really doesn't mean anything um the way people that use it think they are using it but um yeah, the more art house horror shit, um, I definitely vibe with. Um I mean you can only tell so many ghost stories before it's all very like similar storytelling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why um I, I know uh Prince Jackson got to see uh Bo is Afraid. Um Can't wait. Yeah, and how it is not the Ari Aster film that you think it's going to be, and that's okay. I, I'm all right with that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm okay with that. That dude does a different movie every time. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it, it'll be cool. It's uh even though it's an evil dead too. Same yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh my god. <laughs> I can't, I wait, can't for wait for Evil Dead Rise. Yes. It looks so good. Mm -hmm. it, it looks very much a spiritual successor to the 2013 one, and I'm here for it. Um yep. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of good stuff on deck here in the very near future. So good times, good times. Um, Dim, any final thoughts on Infinity Pool? Um, no, I think if you're watching this and you didn't watch the movie, I don't know why you're watching this, but like, what's wrong with you? Definitely, um, worth seeing if you haven't. And uh, that's it, really. I mean, it's it's a it's a trip. And the way it's filmed and the soundscapes that you get from it and the different visual effects and all the neon lights and everything, it's very it's very much a surreal trip. Almost like you're taking the drug that they take in the movie. Yeah, at times. At times. Um, I'll tell you, um uh Mia Goth, 
She's having a good couple of years here. Uh, I can't wait to see what she gets up to because um, at this point she can kind of do it all. Yeah, I'm, I, I really just I hope she does like a a horror string of movies. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. But but even then, you know, just just some cool dramatic performances uh, would be fun for her. I, I I could see her doing a fucking comedy at this point too. Oh yeah, she's. I mean, she nailed the comedy in this, and even though it wasn't really supposed <laughs> to be comedy, to, I guess yeah. Kind of is, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool to see. Well, yeah. dude, it's absolute pleasure having you on again. You are the. Um, most recurring guest again, still reigning champion. People enjoy that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I know I do, man. I love talking movies with you and, you know, most specifically horror. Um, we'll have something else to chat about again before too long. We will make that happen. But, um, yeah, yeah. That's the beauty of horror. There will always be something fun, new to talk about. Um, but yeah, thanks again for coming on again. Um, everyone, uh, this has been Murders with Mertens, a horror film podcast. Uh, thank you for letting us tickle your ear holes. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe if you are so inclined. I'll be back soon enough with another episode. But until next time, stay spoopy, everyone.